My name is Mimi Bouchard, and I'm a personal development junkie that is here to help you transform your life so that you can truly tap into your ultimate potential. I'm a meditation teacher and a podcaster, and in this podcast, I am raw, I am real, and I share everything I possibly can to make this journey of self-discovery and transformation easier for you. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited for this episode. We're doing a little Q&A. I haven't even looked at these questions yet, so it's going to be completely impromptu. So before we get into the Q&A, though, I am feeling a little bit just all over the place, and I was thinking I was going to do a little mini meditation before recording, and then I had the thought, wait, maybe I should just do a meditation for everyone, and I can kind of get into the zone when I do it, and uh, yeah, we can just start off with a little mini meditation here. If you're driving or doing something that requires focus, obviously you just skip through this, but... If you are at home and you have just like two minutes to sit down and do this meditation with me, I highly recommend it. It can totally change your state. So close your eyes, sit down somewhere comfortable, get into the zone. Feeling your body. Acknowledging your heart beating getting out of your head and just feeling your physical body for a moment. I always say that to get out of that overthinking pattern, the best thing to do is get into your body, focus on your physical body. And the more you do this, the more you'll notice your thoughts will calm down and you'll feel more at peace. So for a moment, visualize your body radiating this beautiful golden energy, feeling abundance and joy and bliss physically in your body, allowing this energy to radiate all around you with this gorgeous golden frequency of light. It's like you're exuding this powerful energy so dense inside of you you can't help but emit it. Allow this energy to clear your mind to rejuvenate your body and promote clarity in your life. Reminding you what's important, what isn't important, and bringing you back to who you wanna be. You can slowly bring yourself back to the room and open up your eyes. Feeling the shift only a few minutes can make.
All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that one. I definitely feel the shift after just a few minutes, even just teaching meditations and, you know, recording them myself. It just changes the energy in the room and I feel different. So I hope you did as well. And uh, yeah, I'm going to add that one to the app as well. How many times can I say as well? (laughs) I'm not sure. So I have my questions here and I haven't gone through them, like I said, and I'm excited too because I haven't done one of these, it feels like, in a while. And they're always one of my most um, popular podcasts. So let's just start. I'm going to pick a random one. Someone says, do you believe in the crystals that you're using? Do you believe in astrology? Maybe that's because in one of my recent reels on Instagram, there were crystals near my journaling um, station in my morning routine station desk area. I had some crystals. One of them, a beautiful follower subscriber actually gave to me at my live event, the superhuman launch party thing I did in London. So that's really sweet. Um, I think it's an amethyst. And then the other ones I actually got from my holistic facialist, Charbeck in London as well this summer. So I haven't really ever had many crystals. Like I it's a very new thing for me. Um, I it definitely like. I I don't really know to be ans- to be honest to answer your question. I'm not really sure 100 percent if I believe in, you know, astrology crystals. I'm just playing around with it. I astrology. I actually don't really know much about to be honest with you. Um, I think if I learned more about like the science behind it, um, maybe uh, I know that you know, I've worked with people that have told me my charts and tell me that there's a lot about my life that is consistent with, um, what is shown. So that's pretty cool. And I'm very open to it. I'm not, you know, a complete diehard (laughs) astrologist (laughs) at all, but, um, or someone that believes in, in astrology, but I'm also not a, um, a pessimist about it. I don't think it's stupid. I think it's actually pretty interesting, but to be honest with you, to answer that question, just full circle, um, I do not know what I believe in 100% yet. I just have these crystals cause they were gifted to me and I like how they look and they're, they're pretty. And, um, I feel like even if it is the placebo effect, having beautiful crystals around you to change your energy, why not? So I don't know. We'll see. I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted on this. I just like having a beautiful space and crystals make that beautiful. And, um, you know, again, I, I really highly, highly suggest reading um, anything on the placebo effect. Uh, there are so many researchers that study this and and I, I believe in it more than anything. So if I believe or someone believes that crystals will influence the energy inside and around you, uh, then I'm all for it in a positive way, of course. So yeah, that's my first answer to the question. I don't know what I believe in yet. So until I'm proven um, in one direction, then we'll see. So somebody says, any tips for caring less about what other people think of you? That's an amazing question. And I think all of us would benefit from caring a bit less what others think of us, including myself. I've definitely come a long way over the past five, six years. I used to have this massive, massive anxiety around what people thought of me. And it influenced my life in such a negative way that I, it was like 
debilitating. So I know how it feels. And my tips though, and how I went from that person to who I am today, where I really generally don't care that much what people think of me. I care about my image, of course, and I think we all do, but I'm not really concerned. Like I'll, it'll never influence my decisions anymore. Um, you know, thinking, oh, what will this person think of me? What will the public think of me? So I kind of just keep to myself if it's something uh, that's personal and I, I'm trying not to be, I think I used to be very, very open and I'm now starting to realize that I like being a bit to myself, a bit more to myself, especially with like a platform and online and stuff. Like I don't need to share everything. So going back to the question, any tips on caring less what others think of you? I would just say focus on your own personal development. You know, maybe start journaling on why you feel the need to take on this judgment from others and start overthinking, going around in circles in your mind, asking yourself what people are going to think if you do something or wear something or say something. It's just such a negative uh, kind of just habit to be in. So my tip for you is just to find that it's it's within you, right? So find that reason deep inside of you why you do not feel confident in you. I think it goes down to an insecurity and confidence uh, situation here. If you're 100% confident in yourself and who you are and what you do, you're going to care less what others think of you. It, it really, in my opinion, comes down to confidence and to work on your confidence. You got to keep promises to yourself daily and work on being the best version of you that you can and work on your self-love and do a lot of journaling and of course meditating. I'm a big proponent of that and just be with yourself and try to be less reactive. I think one of the biggest things is we just we react so quickly often if you just slow down for a moment and actually ask yourself, does this really matter to me? You're going to start thinking differently. So sever that, <laughs> that loop, you know, like, like stop the, the habit in its tracks of thinking these negative thoughts and going and reverting back to the old ways of thinking. So that's what I would say. A lot of these things like just happen naturally when you keep doing the work on yourself. So I feel like with anything in life, like any tips on caring less what others think of you, any tips on being more confident, any tips on making more money, on having a better relationship, like it really comes down to like the same principles. And that's a great thing because that means that if you just start working on yourself often and prioritizing your own personal development, all these areas in your life will start changing. So it's, it's really cool. All right. Anyway, so, um, Tips on healing your KP skin condition. I'm trying to visualize myself without it. Somebody just asked this. So I've been open with the fact that I used to have keratosis pilaris on my arms, which is basically that like chicken skin bumpiness on the arms. And um, well, when was it? About a year and a half ago, I started visualizing in my meditations, visualizing these bumps going away. And after doing it consistently for two, three weeks, I believe, the bumps actually went away completely. And I was doing a lot of meditation at the time and it was a really, really cool experience. And it was one of the first times I've ever seen my thoughts um, instantly change my physical reality. You know, of course, through this work, I've created the life of my dreams of aligning my energy with what I want, creating a new self-image to match the one that I desire and all the stuff I talk about. But, 
you know, actually seeing something manifest in the physical form of my body so quickly was pretty cool. So, um, yeah, so I healed my keratosis pilaris and then over the past year and a half, it's mostly been gone, but I've noticed when I'm having moments or days or weeks, um, probably like four days to, you know, like four days plus of consistent negative thinking. Um, and my air conditioning just went on. I hope you can't hear that too loud. Um, but anyway, so what I've noticed over the past year and a half, if I go like four days or more with this consistent negative, um, inner voice, or I'm not feeling great about myself and it always kind of links back to insecurity, then the bumps come back a little bit. They're not as bad when they come back as they used to be, but I will say they definitely do come back once every couple months. And then I have to focus on meditating it, um, away in my, in my meditations every day. So it's a really cool thing my body's telling me when I need to take care of my mind. And I really believe that any skin issue is actually just a representation of your inner world and what needs to be healed there. So my KP started around the, the uh, age of like eight years old. And that's kind of when I started realizing that maybe I didn't feel good enough or I wasn't worthy enough. And that's when the world started to really, um, you know, tell me that I wasn't, I wasn't this perfect, divine, magical child, like every young child feels, you know what I mean? Like when you're a kid, you just think you're amazing and you don't have these negative thoughts and criticism about yourself. And you're just like happy in the you know, you love everyone around you and you're just like a positive kid most of the time. I'm generalizing here. Um, and then around the age of eight is when you kind of just start seeing the world differently generally. And that's kind of when I started, um, just taking on these insecurities and funny enough around the same time my KP developed and it was really bad. And I used to wear long sleeve shirts, even in the summer, even at the pool. Um, you know, when I was with my friends as a kid, cause I was really embarrassed by it. And, and I really think it's based in insecurity. And, um, so when I'm not feeling great about myself, they kind of come back and it's really weird, but it just happens. So I know when I see the bumps, in my arms, okay, it's time to start treating myself a bit better and meditating on it. So that's my fun, cool little story for today. Um, the next person says, how was Austin? <laughs> That's a good question. I just got back from Austin, uh, Texas. I was there for just over a week with my team. Um, and I got back like three days ago. So it was a pretty back-to-back -back trip. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty intense, but great. My energy, though, is just pretty depleted, and I came home exhausted, and I've slept like 10 hours every single night since being back. Um, but it was great. You know, I went there initially because I had a big opportunity to go on a podcast, the Skinny Confidential podcast. And then I thought, you know what, um, maybe I'll just fly out my team there because it's a pretty good middle ground um, city to meet up because I have team, like my team members are from all over the place. So I thought, okay, maybe I'll get um, I'll, I'll organize like a, a meeting for all of us and stay there a little bit longer. And I was going to go to LA afterwards to, um, do some more podcasts. So I was initially going to go to LA in general. And then, um, Lauren invited me on the podcast. So I was like, okay, I'll do a stopover in Texas before I go to LA. And then things kind of happened and changed last minute. So I ended up just doing Texas by itself, no LA and flying my team that I was going to meet up with in LA to Texas. So it could be a bit less moving around. So 
I had three people come fly in to Austin, my new full-time uh, creative directors and video editor and producer for a lot of these cool videos I'm going to start making. Um, I'll tell you more on that soon, but I'm really excited. I just actually hired her on full-time. And then I had my exec assistant slash operations manager slash we're still trying to come up with a role title for her because she kind of does a little bit of everything. Um, she came in and then I had my CMO fly in as well. I was going to have my um, my music, my audio guy, uh, Matt, come in as well, but he had some family stuff in LA, so he couldn't come in. Um, but yeah, so I have my, my, my little team now and I have three people full-time, which is so exciting, and then like three other people part-time. So... Things are growing quickly and I wanted to meet up with people in person because I actually had never met um, my creative director and operations girl in person at all. So it was kind of crazy. We've been working together for like over a year and um, we've never met face to face. So I was really excited to fly them in and we had a great time. We had so much to do and catch up on and did a lot of fun team activities and we were in Austin. So we went to amazing restaurants. They have great restaurants there. We went to the springs and went paddle boarding. We went all around town. I went on a hike one day. Um, it was really nice. And then the podcasts that I did with the Skinny Confidential, I did one for their podcast and then they did one or Lauren came onto my podcast. And then I also was a guest on that secret project that Lauren is doing. If you guys follow her, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's this amazing um, skincare podcast that she's launching a limiting series of called Get the Fuck Out of the Sun, which is the same title of her book, which is amazing. So she's just great. I'm really happy I met her and I'm happy it worked out that it ended up being an in-person podcast because it's always way more personal. And um, I can't wait for you to listen to those episodes. They are so good so so good so yeah it was really great it was just like a back-to-back -back trip though so I came back feeling exhausted but I'm happy we did it we had a lot of fun one-on-one -on -one time um with me and my team members and um we just got to know each other better and connected and it was really nice so I'm really happy I went but I just want to be home for a bit and chill out but life here is also a little bit cray cray at the moment like my business, there's so many things behind the scenes that we're working on. And, um, I really want to just get that organized. And then randomly the other day, Ben and I were like looking at houses to buy here. And like, I have not even thought of this and I don't think we're going to do it anytime very soon, but we were kind of talking uh, a few days ago and just thinking about the future and what we want to do and all this stuff. So we, we moved to the Bahamas just over a year ago and we love it here and we want to stay here and we are renting a place. And, you know, that was initially because we didn't really know how long we'd be here and what the plan would be. But now we're like, all right, we want to stay here long term and we want somewhere a little bit bigger because we both work from home and be nice to have separate offices instead of just one of us going into one of the bedrooms um, to take a call or whatnot. And we have a guest room that I could use as an office, but like we have a big bed in there and because it's a rented place, it is furnished and I can't really get rid of the furniture. So like I can't really get rid of the bed to make it like an actual office. Um, so yeah, there's just like some limitations there and we are just starting to look for a house and I think that'd be really fun and just a cool project to do together. And obviously we'd want to like make it our own and stuff. Um, there's just so much though to, to even get into before, before talking about buying a house, like 
they're like, I don't know if I want to move right now. Like we still have a while left on this rent. So we're just going to start viewing places and, um, see what happens. And if we find somewhere that we're absolutely in love with, then we'll consider it. And, uh, we're also just in no rush. So that's something else that's been <laughs> happening. And then I'm going to go through more Q and A's though, cause I'm just now going on a tangent. Someone says, I'm sober curious. Are you sober? Any tips on stopping drinking? I've spoken about this quite a lot. I am not sober. Um, I don't, uh, you know, label myself as sober, but I don't drink a lot. Um, maybe once in a while I'll have like a glass of wine <laughs> or something, but I definitely do not drink as part of my, um, weekly or even monthly routine, maybe once every couple months, but I don't really like how I feel when I drink and it doesn't really make me feel like my best self. And in the past when I have drank a lot, which is back when I was, I don't know, from the years of 14, or the ages of 14 till 22, I was a big drinker and I lost myself for a little while. Um, so yeah, that's kind of why I don't really like to drink and I don't like how it feels and I don't like how I am when I'm hungover. I don't feel good about myself. I'm self-conscious. I feel insecure. I feel just depressed actually and pretty anxious. So my tips for someone trying to go sober is... I don't know. For me personally, what has helped is just to not label anything. So I guess I'm giving advice now. Like if you actually have an alcohol problem, I can't give you advice on that because I'm not a professional and it is a serious issue if you feel like you have an, a serious addiction. So I definitely want to say get help if you do or just speak to someone. Um, but my advice, if you just want to like cut down on the drinking, gosh, I would just say like, don't put yourself in that environment that often. Like that's kind of what helped me. It just naturally happened. And I didn't label myself saying, oh, I'm not drinking for X amount of time. I'm being sober. It was more just like, oh, I don't really enjoy this anymore. So I'm not really going to the places. Like I'm not going to clubs. I'm not going, you know, to bars late at night. Um, and I'm not really going to be hanging around people that have drinking as part of their daily lifestyle. Cause it just like doesn't resonate with me honestly anymore. And I'm really picky about my circle, especially now. So I would say if I were you, like, just create the environment around yourself that does not support a lifestyle of drinking. And I just always go back to this as well when it comes to social stuff. Just make sure your friend group is aligned with what you want in your future. You're an average of the five people that you surround yourself with most. And if your friends are all drinking every night and pressuring you to do the same, that is probably the number one thing you need to change before you can ch change your drinking. It's really hard with the social pressure to change a habit. So you almost want to like hack your environment so that it's not even tempting. That would be my tip for you. Next question is how do I feel after cutting out caffeine? Oh my gosh, this has been, I need to do a whole podcast on this about a month ago. Actually, it was one month ago tomorrow. I'm looking at the calendar right now. I stopped drinking coffee when I got home from England and I got home on the 22nd of August and now it's September 21st. So it was a month ago and I'm really happy I did it. I had raging anxiety all summer and you could blame that on me being in a completely different environment. I was in London all summer in a big city and I was not used to that. My app was about to launch. We had many delays. I was 
really, really stressed with the app. And I actually went to London thinking that the app would have been done before I went and it wasn't. So it was a very stressful summer working with the developers and trying to, you know, work together um, in unison and try to make it work and try to get as much done as we can to actually launch it. So it was a very anxiety-ridden summer for me, not going to lie. And um, I wasn't meditating enough either. So that had a massive effect on my anxiety levels. So yeah, you know, I I cut out the coffee when I got home because I just didn't have any and we didn't go grocery shopping um, that day we got home. So we had no coffee in the house and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to try to go a few days without it. It was a very last minute impromptu decision. I didn't prepare myself. I just went cold turkey. And in the past, I was just having one coffee a day and, or one or two, like maybe twice a week, I'd have two a day. And, um, I just, it really, I highs and lows and my moods were just all over the place and my hormones, I actually got tested a few weeks before I cut the coffee and they were like really not, um, balanced. And my holistic doctor said that she would recommend, you know, cutting it out. And, um, she actually told me that after I cut it out, funny enough. So I intuitively knew I had to cut it out. And then she was like, I'm really happy you cut it out. Cause we spoke the week after. And, um, I just feel more balanced and yeah, I don't wake up in the morning, um, after having my coffee feeling like really, really sharp and ready to go. Like after just one cup of coffee, but on the other hand, I'm not waking up feeling so groggy, like I can't think until I have my coffee. So I'm just like really, really happy I did this because in the past I'd wake up and not be able to even like think properly without having my coffee. And it, I was so reliant on my one coffee a day. And I just wanted to cut it out because I didn't like feeling this reliant and I was having a lot of ups and downs with my moods. And I just didn't want to do it anymore. Like, I'm going to go back, I'm sure, one day to have coffee. I, I really love my coffee. I do I do love the taste. I love the ritual. But I've kind of swapped that out with having my greens powder and also um, my matcha. So I'll have, this is kind of like my new morning routine that I love without my coffee. So I'll wake up in the morning and I'll juice half a lemon in a big tall glass and I'll put water in there and then like just room temperature water and then I'll do one scoop of my greens powder that I'm obsessed with that I literally always talk about Um, and I actually just genuinely love the products. They're from Organifi and I know they've been a podcast sponsor and they still are a podcast sponsor but you guys know I don't promote anything that I actually do not use so I actually use their greens powder every single morning. And when I cut the coffee, I spoke to my holistic doctor, my naturopath, and she I, she was like, you need to uh, bring in a greens powder into your diet regularly. Because I was having the Organifi powder a couple of times a week, but I wasn't having it every single day. And that was the only greens powder I've ever had and I've ever actually liked because the taste is actually really good. And um, yeah, so Dr. Mallory, who's my naturopath, um, she recommended I use a greens powder and I was like, okay, can I show you the ingredients on this one? Um, does it have everything that I need in it? And let me know because I have a few um, of the tubs left at home. So I showed it to her on our Zoom when we were having our whole like analysis after my hormone test came back. And she was like, yes, oh my God, these ingredients are perfect. Use this brand. I need to buy it. It looks so good. And the ingredients look so high quality. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So my naturopath was like, 
all for it. And um, so I've been having it every single day. And I'm so happy because I love their products already. And I love how it tasted. I just wanted to make sure it was the exact right powder that she recommended. And she was like, so happy that I had it. So if you guys want to try Organifi, just FYI, you can use the code Mimi and go to Organifi.com slash Mimi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash Mimi. And you can get 20% off of your whole order, which is a big discount. They're quality products. I'm telling you guys, if you find a greens powder, this is something that Dr. Mallory told me. And she's been on the podcast too, by the way. So you guys would love her. She's my naturopathic doctor and we're doing loads of hormone stuff together now. But um, if you guys want to know something about greens powder, Dr. Mal said, if you find a greens powder that's like under 20 bucks, do not buy it because it's impossible to to create a high quality greens powder that is cheap. And I know that's annoying because we all want to save money, but this is so, so important for your health. I'm telling you, if you just incorporate one scoop of these greens every day, like my eyes are brighter. Like the whites of my eyes are just like weirdly brighter. Like I feel more clear and crisp and just like alert and that's been my replacement for my morning cup of coffee and I'll go into my the rest of the routine as well that I have in the morning but the first thing I have after having some water after I wake up is my half a squeezed lemon mixed with water and one scoop of Organifi greens and on the website it's just the green juice and it's like a tub and it lasts for ages as well and um, I'll have that. I'll mix it around. I'll put a few cubes of ice to make it cold and I'll just mix that with a spoon. And then I go sit out on my balcony and I get some fresh air and some sunlight and I drink that and it's actually so delicious tasting. I love how it tastes. And then I will start my morning routine and when I'm ready, I'll have my matcha with oat milk. And I do like half or like I'll do two thirds oat milk, one third water, just because I feel like oat milk is so heavy. And sometimes in the morning, I'm not really hungry. Um, or I'll do all oat milk if I feel like it too. It just I listen to my body. But sometimes I feel like a bit like if I have too much oat milk. So I'll have my matcha, which is just matcha powder. Um, I'll use some stevia and oat milk and a little bit of water. And then I'll either have that iced or warm. So then I have that. And then a couple hours later, I'll have my green smoothie. So it's my green morning, I like to call it. It's my new thing I've been doing for the past month. And I feel so much better. And I don't even need coffee anymore. It's wild. So I will have my green juice and then my matcha and then my green smoothie. And generally speaking, my green smoothie recipe, since I know you guys love the specifics, is half or a whole frozen banana. This is all depending on how hungry I am, what mood I'm in. So a whole or a half frozen banana, some frozen mango and or frozen strawberry and or frozen green grapes. I'm obsessed with frozen green grapes. Like I buy a big bag of green grapes, wash them, and then um, before they go bad, because like I'm the only one that eats grapes in the house, Ben doesn't really like too much fruit. Um, so before it gets, because it's like such a big bag, before it gets all like squishy, the, the grapes, I'll freeze them and I put them in my smoothies and they're so good. And um, yeah, so I'll have like two or three fruits that are frozen, whether that is banana, mango, strawberry, and grapes. So I'll use two or three of those depending on the mood I'm in. And then I'll put um, some fresh spinach in there. And then I'll do some spirulina powder and some flax seeds. So one to two tablespoons of flax seeds. And then I'll do a scoop of vanilla protein powder. And people ask me which one I use. I use the Organifi one as well, just because I'm a creature of habit <laughs> and their vegan vanilla protein is really yummy. You can also get that on their website with my 20% off code. Um, 
And by the way, if you guys forget the code I just said, you can just go to the description of this episode and you'll see there where to get that. And um, and then I will put some water in there. I don't even use a milk because you don't even taste the difference. So I'll put some water in there. And it's so good. And it tastes like a milkshake. I'm obsessed. So that's what I've been doing. And it's my green morning and it kind of just sets off my day on such a perfect path. And I feel great. And I'm really, really happy that um, that I just committed to this over the past month. It just happened. And the no coffee thing has really changed everything for me. People are asking, you know, what are the effects of it? And it's just like, it's really this gradual, like, balance, I feel. I so I felt so unbalanced. And my, from my moods, like I was just saying, to also just, like, my body, like, one day would feel kind of crappy. The next day would feel great. Like, I just, like, was always all over the place, it felt. And my anxiety levels were just, like, through the roof. So cutting out the coffee just made me feel so much better. So I can't tell you when I'm going to start again. I really just don't need it right now. I don't like relying on something. And, uh, yeah, like the the new green morning routine I have is like my favorite thing in the world. It just like I wake up feeling so clear and fresh and it's just like I feel healthier and all the nutrients in that greens powder, I'm telling you, they make me feel like, I don't know, unstoppable. So you should definitely try it out and tell me what you think as well. Like we should all do a green morning challenge. <laughs> Maybe we should do that in October, a green morning challenge. And I'll have our green um, powder in the morning, matcha, and then a green smoothie. All right. Next question is best advice you've ever been given. This is such a good question. I feel like I have like two or three pieces of advice that really changed the way that I thought and that I lived. Off the top of my head, the first one is do not take advice from someone that does not have what you want. This one is so powerful. I remember when I was younger, when I was about to move to London and, you know, really take this big jump into entrepreneurship, starting my online magazine, my website, and no one believed in me. I dropped out of university to try to do my own thing and to be my own boss and make my dreams happen. Um you know, a lot of people in my life, including family members, like, you know, aunts and uncles and grandparents, my parents were always very supportive, but a lot of other people in my family, you know, they didn't believe me. And they would try to tell me what to do and tell me that they knew the best uh, route for me to take and that I wouldn't last and all this stuff. And to be completely honest, like, they, I never listened to them. And I'm really happy I didn't. And it was because back then I remember thinking to myself, because I read this somewhere, this quote, I forget even where I read it, but it's like what I just said, it's do not take advice from people that don't have what you want. And I didn't. And if I put them on a pedestal back then and thought that just because they were older, they knew better than me, I would not be where I am today. So that's a big piece of advice. And then another one is what others think of you have nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. That piece of advice, I forget who told me again. I probably read it somewhere or some mentor told me or a friend. I don't even know. But um, that was a, a really big piece of advice because it helped me stop caring what others thought of me so much. It made me realize that everyone is just doing the best they can with what they have. And if someone's being mean to me, it it likely has nothing to do with me. And just the same with you. If someone's being mean to you literally for no reason, it probably has nothing to do with you. And how others regulate their emotions is completely their responsibility. So that's one big thing as well, you know, just uh, disassociating myself from others' thoughts of me because I know it really, at the end of the day, doesn't have much to do with me. 
And you can disagree with people, but I'm just saying happy people don't yell at others for having a different opinion to them. <laughs> so that was a big one. Um, another piece of advice, uh, a principle that I read in uh, the first personal development book that I ever read, The Success Principles by Jack Canfield, that changed my life at one point in time. And the principle is you are 100% responsible for your life. And that just helped me you know, see the potential of what I could have because it was all in my control and it motivated me like crazy and I ended up getting there. So the proof is in the pudding, I guess. And uh, what else? Uh, some great piece of, pieces of advice. Never settle. That's a big one. Just keep pushing for what you want and you'll get there. Just believe in yourself. That That's just the main one. You can have anything you want in your life absolutely anything. You can have anything you want. So it just comes down to how badly do you want it? And are you willing to take the necessary steps and, you know, do something that's not average to get there? Because average is not being really happy with your life, living kind of, you know, meh existence. And I hate to use average in that sense. I wish average was being happy and fulfilled, but look at the world today. It's not. I my goal in life is to help the world, the world's average, um, be better. But we do live in a time where the average is overweight, unhappy, living in existence where you just need to numb out all the time, you know, partying all weekend. Like it's just like not the existence that I want. It doesn't. You don't feel life a lot when you live that kind of existence. So, and anyone that is currently feeling like they're living an average existence, you can change that in a matter of a decision. So. It's available to everyone to just feel deep, more deeply and live a more fulfilling life. And it doesn't need to be expensive to do it. You just have to change how you, you think and take personal responsibility for your life. So <laughs> we're almost at 40 minutes here. Let me do one more question and then I actually need to get on a call after this because it's kind of a back-to-back -back day. Um, okay, how do you manage your time? I actually have a new system with my uh, EA and we've created a really organized calendar, which I'm really excited to start doing consistently. I kind of just started this week. So Mondays and Wednesdays are my call days. So I'm doing calls, I'm doing Zoom calls, I'm doing um, podcasts, I'm doing computer work, um, I'm doing just like meetings basically and computer work. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm in content mode. So I'm recording meditations. I'm filming content. I am, um, I'm doing more like creative strategy stuff and being more in that creative flow. And then on Fridays, I have a book focus day and this is going to change in the next five months when the book is done but I'm writing a book right now as you guys know and every single Friday I don't do anything but write my book and then at 4 p.m on Fridays I have a massage so Fridays are kind of like my you know cherry on top of the whole week I can really just focus on writing and then reward myself at 4 p.m for a massage and then Saturdays and Sundays I don't have a set schedule if I feel like recording a meditation or a podcast if I feel like doing some something work-related, then I will. Usually if, if like I have an email that I need to answer, like I, I will do some work. I don't really take weekends off, but I definitely try to kind of take it more easy on the weekends and my team does as well. So 
Um, yeah, we don't work too much on the weekends and yeah. And then that's that. So, and I also try to wake up early and I'm getting back into it now after my trip in Austin, there's a one hour time difference. So I was, I've been waking up at like seven 30 when I like to wake up at six 30. So I'm starting to kind of slowly, but surely start waking up a little earlier now. So let's say I wake up at six, six 30 and, um, I do my morning routine for an hour or two and then I go to the gym sometimes um, or I'll just do some stretching at home, but I like to get some movement in in the morning and uh, and I get right to work and I work long days, like nine hour days. So it's kind of all over the place, but yeah, that's, that's my little schedule routine for you. I think blocking out the days to be more creative and more work focused, like creative work and then more like computer work focused. Because going from one to the other throughout the entire day, it can be a lot and I lose focus. So I'll keep you guys posted on how that goes. And in the meantime, if you have not seen the new Superhuman app, I really, really suggest you go check it out. It's my new and improved meditation app. It used to be called Mimi Method and now it is called Superhuman. And you can just find it in the app store if you type in Superhuman or go to the website to learn more about it to see a free meditation at superhuman.app. And this has been my biggest creation to date, and it's unbelievable. I offer a 14-day free trial and a money-back guarantee, so it's pretty much risk-free. And uh, yeah, otherwise, I hope you guys have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening. I cannot wait to share with you what I'm working on with my new team member. So much video content coming soon. All right, bye.